that their play on the field put them toward the back of the line. Kaiser doesn't see him. Ball is out. There always seems to be one team further behind. All right, gang, welcome to the Brown Notes podcast, where we let them rip on the Cleveland Browns. Rico, how you doing, my friend? I'm awesome, dude. How are you? Holy shit, dude. It's a free agent frenzy. Tampering period. Woo! So as of this recording, we are still in tampering period tomorrow is the official start of free agency so um let's just get started any reaction to deshaun watson's contract restructure any reaction to that uh well I mean, just we knew me, it was gonna me, happen right let me let me break it down for you break so it down his 2023 cap hit goes all the way down to 19.1 million dollars 24 25 and 26 is a hefty 64 million dollars each cap hit and then they have a void a nine million dollar void year any any thoughts on that they're gonna do this every single year dude. oh fuck yes they are they're gonna have to they're gonna have to, and then and then he's gonna have like a final year of his contract where it's like a two hundred million dollar cap. <laughs> they're gonna be asked. They're gonna be taking volunteers. Hey, can anybody want to play this season for free so that we could have a quarterback? Um, oh my god! Hilarious. Well, it's kind of funny if you can allow me just a quick minute to stretch out on that. Is that again? I got to see him play, but assuming he's still a franchise quarterback this is a problem cleveland has not had in the expansion era we've led the league in cap space but teams that have franchise quarterbacks don't have cap space it doesn't work that way once you get a guy off his rookie deal and sign him your quarterback if he's a franchise quarterback is going to eat up your cap and it takes me back a little bit to a point that I wish I had thought of last week during our podcast talking about the Nick Chubb rumors and talking about how all these teams that are in the Super Bowl don't have name running backs. None of them have, you know, they're all, oh, they're running backs, a sixth-round pick. We don't need Nick Chubb. What's what's lost in that is that all these teams that are in the Super Bowl have franchise quarterbacks that are eating up their entire cap. And so they couldn't have a Nick Chubb if they wanted to, you know? That's true. It's kind of like making a virtue out of necessity, right? I mean, it's yeah. just like, it's is it the fact that running backs aren't necessary or the fact that they just simply can't have an expensive running back on the roster when you have Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts, whoever is on a big contract? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's all about the money, right? I think every one of those teams would love to have a Nick Chubb level running back but you just can't afford both and let's just keep things into perspective here 
let's not everybody let's not uh, as as battered browns fans let's not melt down about his cap hit let's not melt down about the fact that they have to free up cap space every year because you know what that means that you have a quarterback exactly so be happy that exactly you that you're not sitting on 40 million dollars of cap space every goddamn year you you want to be in a position where you're having to free up cap space every year because that means you have a quarterback finally. So exactly. you just got to keep it in perspective. And we're not like spending another offseason. Well, should we get Jimmy G? Well, what do you think oh of Derek Carr? We're not doing that, right? So it's almost worth it just to avoid that conversation. And one other thing about meltdowns, and then I'll let you run through the uh, the tampering stuff. Another point that I should have made last week upon listening back to that episode is that mm -hmm. you hear it. I heard the ultimate Cleveland sports guys say this. I've heard Ken Carmen say this. When the Browns season ends, listenership, viewership, and readership in the sports, in the Cleveland sports media plummets. This town loves their calves kind of loves their baseball, but it's nothing like the Browns. And so when the season ends, the ultimate Cleveland sports guy says their viewership goes into the toilet. And when they, when they talk calves or when they talk guardians, those videos don't get the views. The Browns videos do point being is that there's a reason why there's always a Twitter firestorm around the Browns and a media firestorm around the Browns. They always got to be fanning the flames. It's in their own interest to generate clicks, to stoke readership, viewership. They have to, listenership. If they're not talking Browns, nobody's listening. I turn it off. My sports radio listening and podcast listening to sports talk radically plummets after football season it just does i mean my interest is tied to the cleveland browns and so when they stop playing i kind of like i kind of back off all that stuff and to me like baseball is something that's on in the background while i'm washing the car you know what i mean <laughs> it's like so we got to be careful when we're online and we're seeing this twitter firestorm going on got to realize man it's kind of by design to a certain degree right i mean it's you got to these guys are dependent on the browns to drive readership listenership and viewership and and if it means striking up a 3 day conversation about should nick Chubb get traded yes. then you have exactly. to do it you got to exactly. do it so yeah that's a very good point and very very legitimate uh definitely so um, it's go quickly, just going back to what I was saying before about, let's be happy that we're not in what you said too, what we both said about, let's be happy. We're not searching for a quarterback that we're, let's be happy that we're not sitting on all the cap space. It just makes me think of now, as of this recording, Aaron Rodgers has not decided if he's actually going to play for the jets or not, but are you following that fucking fiasco at all? Uh, yeah, I mean, you kind of, it's, it's a soap opera and I, I thought that he was going to like reveal it on the Pat McAfee show or whatever, but I, I don't, I don't know if that's still on the menu, but 
it's just interesting to me how he's tracking the same way as Favre did. You know, Favre did the tap dancing around retirement for a long time and then ultimately ended up with the Jets. So I'm just wondering if like Rodgers is going to close out his career with the Jets and the Vikings in similar fashion. But <laughs> well, good point. They're like following the exact same script, right? Remember Brett Favre totally. was like a god in Green Bay and then kind of wore out his welcome. Went to and, the Jets, then went to Minnesota, fucked up his ankle, and had to call it a day. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I think Aaron Rodgers, there was a couple of years back when I thought, man, this guy's, I thought, I just thought the world of him. And it's like my opinion on him has just <laughs> steadily declined over the last few years. He's just kind of revealed himself to be an odd character, to put it politely. And honestly, I, I don't know, man. If I'm the Jets, I don't know. I mean, I get. They were a pretty good club last year. Um, they'll, I don't know. I don't well, know my, where my, he's at. Well, my my point is, we've got the Jets who are who the Jets and the Packers are completely being held hostage by Aaron Rodgers, who's giving lists to the Jets front office, saying, "If you can get me this shopping list of wide receivers, then I'll think about playing for you." So he's and Green Bay has no idea what the hell's going on. So my point is. You've got that fiasco going on. Then you've got the Baltimore Ravens fiasco. What's going on with him and Lamar Jackson? And I and I look at those two scenarios, and I say, thank fucking God we don't have to do that because we've had to do that so many times over so many years. Thank God that we're clearing cap space for our for for the quarterback that we've. Thank God. And I look at that shit and I'm like, man, better you guys than us for once. I couldn't be happier about that well, thing. I, I don't think it's permanent. I mean, I think True. for the time being, they have a team around him. But I think if the Browns, if the cap thing eventually takes its toll and the Browns end up like the Texans where they've got Deshaun Watson surrounded by nothing, I think he'll start rattling cages and making demands and talking shit and become unhappy as he did in Houston. And, um, you know, I don't know, man. I don't feel bad for the Packers because to me, they've had years to kind of put talent around, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers and just haven't done it. So, yep. I don't know. But isn't he like 37, 38 now? I mean, he's he's 39. However, 39. Yeah. But however, he's won the league MVP the last two out of the three years. So, yeah, he's, he's still really good, though. Yeah, I hear you, man. But I'm just like scarred by Peyton Manning because. And Brett Favre did the same thing where you go from like an MVP caliber one year and then the next year you're just gone. You know, you just don't have True. it anymore. That happened to Brett Favre. That last year of Brett Favre's career, he had nothing. But the year before he had him in the NFC championship game, Peyton Manning went from, I think he had him in a Super Bowl to the next year being a noodle arm. And I don't think every, everybody's not Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the outlier. I think most of these guys have a, have an expiration date that creeps up quicker than you realize. That's a good point. He still looks pretty damn good, though. But what you were saying before about the Browns are going to have to pay the piper here soon. When you, when you have a franchise quarterback that eats up cap space, eventually you can't kick the can down the road anymore and that bill is going to come due but they need to hope that they win the super bowl before that because if they don't and the and uh the bill comes due and they don't have anything to show for it that's when it gets real bad now when the bill comes and if they have something to show for it then it's a lot the pill is a lot easier to swallow you know what i mean yeah, but I, I, here's one thing. I'm new to having a franchise quarterback. How did the Steelers have 
Roethlisberger for like 15 years and contend every single year, regardless of the fact that he's on a big fat, you know, franchise quarterback contract. Man, I wish I had the answer to that because he was making ass loads of money too. And they never seem to have any problem signing people and they never seem to have any problem having good players that contributed right so that's a, that's a really great fucking question but i guess i just kind of like don't buy necessarily that our window is like two years you know and then the cap is have to bite be. us in the ass and then we got to purge every player off our team and suck again it's like it just seems like other teams the whole point is you want a franchise quarterback and yeah they cost money but it's like the whole that's the whole fucking point you know and it's like you well, ought to exactly. be able to make it work well and these guys are supposed to be smart enough that they don't run into the type of cap problems that some other the i think uh the saints the last few years are ones that have had some cap issues but these guys are supposed to be smart enough to not have to deal with that and let's face it everybody talks about the the cap being a myth anyways that there's right. always ways around it so right. i don't know dude the bottom line is they've cleared cap space they have to clear cap space because we we think we have our franchise quarterback finally, and I'm so fucking glad that we're not in that dog and pony show that Baltimore and Jets are in right now. So I'm pretty pleased about that. I'll leave it up to AB and the crew to worry about the cap space because that's not my bag anyways. Um, but we are going to talk about the couple of signings as of this podcast. So this is Tuesday, the day before free agency. We've got a new edge rusher. His name is Obanaya Akaronkwo. And nice. here's the cool part about this. Like, I'm not, oops, I bumped the mic. Shit. I'm not film breakdown guy, as, as we all know. And we're not insider news guy either. We're just a couple of fans reacting to what the fuck's going on out there. Um, so I rely on dudes like my, my, one of my favorite guys to rely on is Jake Burns. Jake Burns loves this dude, the new, the new defensive end. Essentially, what everybody's saying, and this is, and I'm going to set this up for you, and I want to get your thoughts. Essentially, this guy last year was in his second his his second year. I think he started, um, I think, eight games with Houston last year, and statistically, was better than Jadavion Clowney. So you're getting a Jadavion Clowney type of a guy for half the money, and only in his third year. That's good, right? Jake Sounds Burns good to me. It. I love that. That's good. That's and and he's not a huge name. So, um, which is like the other guy that they got. Delvin Tomlinson is the defensive lineman that they signed from Minnesota. Here's what I'm kind of unsure about, and I want to see what you think about this. So, we, I don't know how accurate this is, but allegedly their first choice i don't know how true this is but everybody says the browns first choice at signing a free agent defensive tackle was javon hargrave who wound up going to seattle then once and everybody was kind of surprised that he didn't come to cleveland then the second alleged choice was um draymond jones from denver who's actually from cleveland went to ohio state and wound up signing somewhere else instead of Cleveland. So then they signed this cat 
from uh, Minnesota. He's really good. He's a run stuffer, but surprised everybody by being like a top 10 or 15 pass rusher too. Um, here's my question I wanted to ask you. So if their second choice was Draymond Jones, who's only 281 pounds. He got signed they, by the Seahawks, by the way. Yeah. Then the guy they wound up signing, which is supposed to be their third pick, is 325 pounds. Those are two completely different guys. I don't, and I'm not film breakdown guy, and but I'm wondering how how they could go from wanting a 280 pound defensive tackle to a 325 pound. Right. Like what exactly different players. Yeah. What exactly is the profile of the player they're looking for? Right. I mean, that's, I guess that's my question. And the first guy that allegedly was first on their list kind of falls in between that someplace. So it seems like their, their viewpoint is just all over the place because those three guys are so different from each other. And I'm I'm having a little bit of trouble wrapping my brain around it. Yeah, he's uh, Germont Jones is 26, went to St. Ignatius, um, born in 97. So maybe part of the reason, of course, went to Ohio State, as you mentioned, but maybe part of the reason why he had no affinity for coming to the Browns was he was born two years after they moved and has never seen a Cleveland Browns franchise worth playing for his entire life. So that's a thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So it just calls to question, like, what is the profile of the, you know, because they do seem like two different players to your point and even three on that list. I don't know, man. I don't have an answer for you. I'm just happy that to me, it feels like so far what they're doing tracks it makes sense i think this is all like if you and i had a shopping list for free agency after watching the browns last year everything that they're doing it, everything they've done this entire off season from coaching and now into free agency it all makes sense and speaks directly to what we saw on the field i mean this is just an exact like call and response to what we saw on the field last year and as a oh, fan, I can't quibble with it. No, I mean, the, the. so I saw a thing on Twitter where Dalvin Tomlinson's PFF ranking was 11th. And by comparison, our current defensive line were all in the 70s, 80s, and 90s as far yeah. as PFF ranks. So that just shows you how much better that guy is than anybody we have right now. So from a statistical perspective, Dalvin Tomlinson is a dramatic upgrade to what we had last year. So and you've got to go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and in addition to those two uh, sensible signings of the, you know, the tackle in the end, I mean, they re-signed uh, Ethan, uh, what's Posick? How, how do you say his last name? They, they, everybody says Posick. So I guess that's how we're saying it. Posick. We, well, that doesn't sound very enthusiastic. You seem to disagree with it. Well, we before on a previous episode, I believe it should be Pochich because that's certainly an Eastern European kind of a Polish Slavic sort of sounding name. But apparently that's not how he says it. So we're going to say it the way he says. He says well, Pochich. I remember you going off on that in a previous episode, but I just couldn't remember what you said. And so yeah. I remember it being a topic. I'm wrong. Apparently, I feel like it should be Pochich, but it's Pochich. 
So they re-sign Pochich. I can't even say that. Po- Pochich. Well, it, think of like Stipe Miocic as yeah, CIC. I can't do that. Yeah, his his last name is CIC, just like Ethan Posick's name is CIC. And his name is pronounced Miocic. So it makes sense that Ethan Posick's name is also pronounced Pochic because Pochic. So yeah. but uh trending again with these are they re-signed two of their own, two guys who performance-wise earned a spot, you know, even Absolutely. if like Taki Taki is on a one year, but he played well enough to Whoa. earn a contract. And Ethan Pochich played terrific last year and earned a contract. So again, everything they're doing is tracking and makes sense. I can't argue with it. The Browns always win the offseason anyway, but they seem True. to be they seem to be on track once again for another offseason title. And you know what? I don't and, and I thought about this. And, and this kind of goes with the draft also, which we'll probably get to in a month or two. But um, I don't care that they signed Dalvin Tomlinson and not Draymond Jones. And I don't care. Yeah, I don't either. That, what I what I here's what I care about. I care about that they signed guys that they wanted to sign and that they didn't have to settle for somebody just to fill a hole. That's what I, I don't care who it is. I, w- I want them to get somebody they want and not somebody that I think they should want or that somebody that some talking head on Twitter thinks they should want. If if oh, if Obanaya Okorunkwo is somebody that they really wanted, then that's good for me. And that goes right. for the draft. It's not I don't care if if uh, if fucking anybody out there in the Twitter verse says that. Well, this is this is a loss for Cleveland because they didn't get their first two defensive tackle preferences, so they're settling for Dalvin Tomlinson. How do you know you don't? Yeah, I have. I, we don't. We don't know that this guy is statistically the best defensive tackle we've had in probably twenty years. So yeah. you got to be happy with that. Well, I think we've mentioned the re-signing of Taki Taki just on a one year, and I think Pochich. Sure. What did Pochich get? He got three years. Uh, uh, three or four, at least three, at least. So and maybe those four. are two of our own, but For the sure. list of our own is long. And I wonder if those signings, um, and obviously maybe some of these guys, we might let them kind of like hang out in free agency and see what happens and maybe retain them at a cheaper price once their market value goes down. Sure. But uh, Jacoby Brissett has not found a home. Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson, uh, Pharaoh Brown, Hubbard, the list is long. Clowney, Winovich did sign. Um, Anthony Houston. Walker, um, Deion Jones, the kid we traded for from Atlanta last year, um, has not re-signed with us or been picked up, to my knowledge. Uh, Greedy Williams, um, Ronnie Harrison. So there's a long list of players of our own unrestricted free agents that we've only signed two of them. Okay. And good to go along with that. What I've noticed over the last day and a half of tampering is, and this is just my own observation. What what I've noticed is once tampering started, everybody was super fucking white hot on defensive linemen. And then it's fucking radio silent. Now there's, there's, there's nothing going on on the, with regard to offensive free agency yet. There's nothing going on couple of wide receivers here and there well but- i thought the big one was you saw you saw i mean not big big but i mean you saw uh, jimmy g and Derek carr 
You know, anytime you have quarterbacks moving, you know, I think, you know, that's big. But I mean, special to like wide receivers, running backs, tight ends. You've seen very, very, it's been a lot of, okay, those couple of quarterbacks, true. And fucking defensive line is white hot for like a day. And I know like Andrew Barry is, and they're, crickets in Berea right now that doesn't mean they're not doing stuff I'm sure they are well um, so do the Browns have room for like DeAndre Hopkins I mean is that somebody they're going to try to make a move for do they not have the money for that he uh, he I don't I I don't know they'll 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 make room for whatever they need to make room for they cleared up 36 million dollars just by restructuring Deshaun Watson's contract they haven't even touched anybody else's contracts yet and there's and I saw somebody put out a list of other potentially reworkable contracts and there was like at least half a dozen of them so if they want to clear up more cap space they could easily do it um the question is is there somebody worth doing it for uh DeAndre Hopkins I don't know, man. I personally, he's, he's what? He's like 30 years old. Do you want a 30 year old wide receiver? I don't. Uh, well, I think they have to win next year, Rico. And I, I know it sounds careless because we're always thinking about windows and building long-term, but I think this team, it's critical this team wins. And I'd even go as far as to say they need to make the playoffs next year. So I would almost be willing to push cards into the center of the table. Listen, man, this move for... Deshaun Watson can't look like the Eagles all in trade on draft, you know, in the draft for Carson Wentz. It can't end up looking like the Washington then Redskins going all in on RG3, you know, where you're trading multiple years worth of high draft picks like those two teams did and ultimately have it fizzle out. I mean, historically, this sort of move doesn't work. Okay. So it's critical that the Browns win next year. So I almost don't give a shit about age of play. If they can bring they can bring a guy in here who's 35, but for one year can get me to the playoffs to get this team winning again. They haven't won in three years. I mean, I'm I'm I'll do it. I don't care. So let me strike while the iron's hot, Mr. Open Mr. Open Minded. Um let, let me let me bring up two names. You know what you know what names I'm gonna mention. Let's start with uh let's start with OBJ. He had his workout. We both watched the Tyvis Paul video. Tyvis Paul said he was explosive out of his breaks and he looked really good. And there's reports that not only were the Browns there, but throughout his whole injury rehab, the Browns have kept tabs on him. And we all know that OBJ actually liked it here in Cleveland and he didn't leave because of Cleveland and he didn't leave because of the front office either. So would you take him? Would you take OBJ back? I, I know my answer would be absolutely. Yeah, my answer is no. Um, no, ooh, surprising, Mister Open Minded. Yeah, my answer is no. I mean, I <laughs> I think I, he played extremely well with the Rams. Um, looked like himself again. Was on his way to an MVP in the Super Bowl. Everybody says, but um, no, I don't want him back. I think no? I, I don't really even trust the. I think he got along with the guys in the locker room. I think he made had a lot of friends in the locker room. Um, 
but I also think he was a reason why the locker room was fractured. Um, you know, part of that was Baker Mayfield too. And so you ended up with this fractured locker room. There's so much drama with him. If you remember the watch and the visor and all the dumb shit, Freddie kitchens constantly being asked, when's he going to show up? When's he going to show up? He wouldn't show up for any of the voluntary oh, workouts. Stuff, yeah. So you ever, you know, and I know that's like, well, why show up for a voluntary workout? Well, because it's a new team at the time and it shows that you're happy to be there. And oh, by the way, your alleged best friend played on the team, right? I don't know, man. I just think I don't want it. I just, I would just rather go in a different direction. I don't want anything to do with that. I think this locker room has been so temperamental that if you brought him in and the season started to not go the way we want it to go, I could see him just lighten the place on fire and so i just don't want it well first of all i don't think it's going to happen because i i heard oh, it ain't happening he's, he's using he want, us he wants 20 million bucks he's not going to get even close to that but he's not but if, i think his agent is using the browns i think is could or anything could to drum up interest like oh look they're interested in him and you know what if i what if think of it this way it's not happening okay but what if we thought about it in the, in these terms. The offense that they're going to be running is more suited to his style of route running, yep, finding the open space, yep. and not the tight the super timing base that we had to run with Baker Mayfield because he couldn't run it the other way. Yep. So what if what if that what if that happened and he was super successful running and playing in an offense that suited him better? Then the whole watch visor bullshit would matter because he he would be succeeding, the offense would be succeeding. Again, it's never going to happen. He's never coming back. But doesn't that in, sound a little bit juicy to think about, right? Yeah, but here's the thing, Rico: is that stuff does matter in Cleveland because we're not the New England Patriots, and the Browns just do not have the cultural gravitas to absorb players with any kind of issues. They just don't. And when you have those sort of players here, it actually breaks the team. It, it just does. The Browns just cannot. The Browns just are not a healthy enough franchise to bring on players that have issues. And that's why the, it's another reason why the Deshaun Watson thing scares the fuck out of me. Because the Browns just are not a strong enough franchise to bring on players who have issues and kind of nurse them and, and guide them through their issues into success. They're just not that team. You know, they just don't win enough to be that team. So I, I just don't, I think the Browns are always going to be until they get like a decade of winning under their belt. I think the Browns are always going to be on a hairline of disaster, you know? Yeah. Well, it's good points. Um, so I was watching, uh, I've been watching some XFL um, and I was watching the Seattle, the Seattle game. And you know Josh Gordon plays for Seattle, and the one the the TV commentator was referring to the coach of the other team who was playing Josh Gordon, and he was t saying what the opposing coach said to the cornerback who was going to be covering Josh Gordon that day, and the the coach told the the coach told the cornerback, if you shut down Josh Gordon today, you will be in the you will be playing in the NFL this fall. So what that tells me is people still have uber amounts of respect for Josh Gordon's talent. Would you take Josh Gordon back? 
I know my answer. I do not want Josh Gordon back either. No? No, I'm not. Man. I think if there's anything Josh Gordon should do is he ought to hire a good lawyer and sue the NFL for trashing his career on a series of ridiculous marijuana suspensions. Like the most marijuana is, is for all intents and purposes, legal. And this guy's, the NFL, because of their, their policies were so out of line with society pretty much ended that kid's career. Well, so, I, I had this conversation with some people I work with and uh, they have a different opinion on what actually happened. So i said the same thing you said to them. I said, dude, I, I had same perspective. He just got popped for a couple of bullcrap marijuana issues. Right. And both of them, said no 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 it was way more than that he was into all kinds of shit that he was doing before games and he was like way more i've heard those stuff. rumors yeah i heard those rumors so, yeah, yeah so i don't i don't know what's real and what isn't but he said he would move back to cleveland today if you asked him to you could probably get him for the vet minimum and he's got no mileage on that body and he's playing right now, so you know he's going to be in shape. I just don't know why. I mean, he passed in the time he's been away from the Browns. He's passed through the Patriots organization, the Seattle's organization, the Chiefs organization. Uh, he played with Patrick Mahomes, for Christ's sake. And so why would he have success here? It kind of goes back to that idea of, again, Cleveland, if those teams couldn't make it happen for him then why the hell on his like umpteenth try would it click with cleveland i just don't get it and i just don't that's think good, cleveland has the culture to make that happen you know that's it that's a really good point and and th that's really valid question i mean how as as a ridiculously talented receiver you can't make it in kansas city with patrick mahomes there's something going on there but what if you got him for the vet minimum and threw him on the practice squad? It's not costing you anything, right? And you just might be able to get something out of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. I just don't. Do you think Kevin Stefanski is the type of guy that's going to motivate Josh hey, Gordon? Remember, remember what everybody at the Combine said. Everybody, players love Kevin Stefanski. Remember that? Yeah, remember I, I said you. that. Yeah, everybody so, loves a boss who doesn't make them do anything. <laughs> everybody likes a boss without a heartbeat. Yeah, um, exactly. So you wouldn't take either one of those guys, no, man. I'm done. I'm done. Do you think do you think that they still need a wide receiver? Yes, absolutely. They need that guy. They need an OBJ. They need a guy who's who can freelance and they need that player. I mean, it's kind of funny because for having Deshaun Watson and having this great roster around him, it's not a roster built for Deshaun Watson. You have a run blocking offensive line. You have precision route running receivers in, you know, Amari Cooper. You have you have Nick Chubb. You have an I formation running back. I mean, it's like for all this talk about again, it's why I'm just I'm not all in on the Browns right now. Because well, they had if they haven't had a choice, the quarterbacks that they've had up until now, exactly. You, could, you couldn't run the offense that you're running with Deshaun Watt. You had to run that timing West Coast exactly. run heavy because you didn't have a choice. You didn't have anybody else. You didn't. You couldn't do it any other way. 
but all we hear is that Deshaun Watson's going to have all this talent around him. But to me, I look at it and I think, yeah, but it's talent for a different quarterback. And he, they basically needed, in my opinion, to kind of rebuild the team around him more in his True. image. And they might not have the financial flexibility to do that. So I don't know what I'm going to be looking at next year. So I'm very kind of cool on the Browns right now. Although I like what they've done coaching wise and free agent wise, I can't quibble with anything they've done this off season. Not one thing. Well, and, and I'll, I'll uh, say to you, I don't know if you listen to um, really big show today, but Tony, and, and I'm not going to claim this. This is what Tony Rizzo said about this whole thing. Essentially, like I said, it doesn't fucking matter who you get at defensive tackle. It doesn't matter who your safety is or who your wide receivers are. If Deshaun Watson doesn't perform, nothing else matters. Your season does not depend on Dalvin Tomlinson or, or fucking Amari Cooper or Nick Chubb or whoever's playing safety. It all hinges on Deshaun Watson where he goes the rest of the team goes and it doesn't matter who the other guys are well here's where i'll be optimistic and we're down to our last three minutes but real quick the games were so close last year and if 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 bubba can make the special teams better and you just get a few just get a little the field positions a little bit better an extra 10 yards here or there on offense get you that much closer to a field goal right or an extra 10 or 15 yards on special teams shortens the field that much more for an exciting quarterback. It's like really is the the cliche of a game of inches. And those, those few little tweaks as close as the games were last year could really make a difference. You know, did you hear that stat on the radio today going right along with what you just said? Four games last year were decided by 60 yard field goals. That's crazy. And they made one and missed the other three. Yeah, but so you just full, need 10 more yards. Yeah, that just reinforces just how close a lot of those games were last year. Four of them by decided by 60-yard field goals. That's insanity. As yeah. much as we hated last season, the games were still pretty close. So, I mean, they're not that far away, are they? Maybe? <sighs> um, hey, well, keep it up. Listen, we're out of time, man. Go Browns. Go Browns? Right? Question mark? Go Browns. Go we'll Brown. find out. We'll find out. Hey, free agency is tomorrow. By the time we have our next episode, it could be it could be a frowny face or it could be happy face. So we'll see what happens. All right. Woof woof. Cleveland Browns. All day, all night.